Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, your retirement day is finally here. You're free from the daily grind, and it's on easy street for you. Or is it? On today's show, we'll highlight some smart money moves to get you through your first five years of retirement. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Welcome in, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Joseph Lanz is here as well. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric is a fiduciary independent. Uh, he's an author, president of Retirement Wealth. Joseph, too, a, a fiduciary and uh, with, the, with the folks at Retirement Wealth. So, uh, hey, Joseph, how are you? Great, Steve. Great to be here. And Eric, so as always, good to talk with you. Good to talk with you, Steve. So, uh, right, the first five years of retirement, is that uh, is that a significant period of time? I mean, I know it is just because you're just kind of getting going. But for, for you to say, all right, let's get you through those first five years, is that is that a more difficult time, do you think? I do think it is, and I'll tell you why. Because, you know, the, the first couple years that the stock market performs is huge, number one. Number two, you're getting used to a somewhat – of a budget because you know you're I think the first year after you retire that is not your actual budget because there's a lot of times where we spend less or we spend significantly more but we really have to find the average of what you're actually going to be spending um, there's a lot of people who get done working they don't have dry cleaning bills they're not spending um, money for gas for fuel uh, they're not spending money on on work clothes um, but now they may be spending money on other things, like maybe a new set of golf clubs or whatever it may be. But the bottom line is that typically your first 12 months is not indicative of how much you're actually going to spend. So I think the first year of retirement, it's it's really crazy for a lot of people. Um, some people just want to take naps on the couch. Some people want to get up and go travel. Um, and they're, they're just trying to figure out what it's like to actually be retired. And so I think the first 12 months is very difficult and you're kind of easing or transitioning transitioning into that. Sure. So as so in your experience, uh, Eric, what do you see? What is the most common pitfall, if you will? Well, I think it's the mental aspect of it. You know, you, you're, you're literally going from a career where you're going 100 miles an hour, and now all of a sudden you're done, you know? And so there's a lot of people who still want some kind of a challenge. And if there's no longer a mental challenge there, that's kind of uh, puts people back a little bit. They want to be mentally stimulated and they had that challenge at work or they also had camaraderie at work where all of a sudden a lot of people miss their coworkers or uh, they miss their customer base because that's who they actually had a relationship with for a very long time. So there, there, there's a lot of times it's not just the financial part of it or the emotional aspect of it. It's sometimes just the mental part of saying, okay, you know, I'm not going to be surrounded or I'm not going to have this kind of schedule anymore. And it is a different kind of lifestyle. So people do have to get used to that. So, Joseph, do you think that, you know, when you first retire, the, the inclination is, well, I've got a lot of extra money now. I'm going to go to town. I'm going to do all this stuff. Is that is that really something we should t sort of keep in check? Well, of course. I think that you can't just go off the rails and as soon as you retire, you know, instantly going on trips to Italy every single month or, you know, especially if you don't have a plan. And on top of that, if you're retiring right now with the market being down the way that it is and um, whenever we have down markets and we're pulling money from those especially you know they always say the worst year to retire is when the market is down so in a year like this year if we're pulling a lot of money out while the market is down and we don't have a plan in place we could really be setting ourselves up for failure because we're pulling you know we're selling when we're low we really don't want to sell when we're low we want to sell when we're high so it's something that you definitely want to include into the plan because you know sometimes people will retire and then you can see you know oh, I want a new roof, I want a new AC, let's do it all in this year, I just want to knock all this stuff out. And now they're pulling out big withdrawals while the market is down in their first year of retirement, and it can really affect their plan long term. I think one of the other things that people have a tendency to want to do is, is be generous, right? You, you retire, it's like, okay, I worked really hard, so I'm going to be generous. And that, that can put us in a, in a bit of a hurt, to, hurt in place, can it? Well, the other thing, too, is that, yeah, that's exactly right, Steve. And the other thing is that you have children coming along that a lot of people are still helping their adult children. And there's a lot of times where we have to say, look, you know, this is not good for you. Like, 
you have to start worrying about your own retirement. And a lot of people are funding their children a lot of money. And it's one thing when you have a pile of money for retirement and you're also working. So you're bringing in a paycheck. But when all of a sudden that paycheck stops, now all of a sudden you just have that pile of retirement money. So you have to realize, okay, I have to extract so much income from my retirement what are my needs? What are my wants? And what is actually realistic? And so when you take a look at the stock market for the past, let's say six months, it's been all over the place. And so it's very difficult to gauge what your rate of return is going to be at the end of the year. And so there's a lot of times I think what's interesting is that all the people that are going into retirement without a financial plan or without an income plan, that doesn't make sense to me. And quite frankly, there's a lot of people out there who just don't want to know their financial situation. They think as long as I get a decent rate of return, I'm going to be okay. And they kind of put their head in the sand. And what's happening is, is that they're just like, I'm not going to worry about it now because I really don't really want to know where I stand. And that's that's incredible to me because it doesn't matter if you've got 300,000 or 800,000 or 2 million, 10 million or 20 million. There's a lot of people out there that just do not have a financial plan whatsoever. And I think that that's why, why we've been so busy again this year is we have a lot of people that are either moving to Florida or are in Florida. And now that the market's kind of tumultuous, they're like, you know what, I need a better direction. Like I wanna know that I'm gonna be okay. And that's really why we are, we, are, we have separated ourselves from so many other financial planning firms. I mean, it's made a huge difference over the years. And folks, if you'd like to get a head start, sit down with the team, 800-779-1942. And so as, as we're going through all of this, we're thinking, uh, you know, these first few years of retirement. So let's talk about life insurance. Does that even make sense in retirement? So it could still make sense for in retirement for, say, let's say you have a large pension and your Social Security is is quite large as well, but your spouse is getting a large one too. When you pass away, if your Social Security goes away, whatever two of the the highest of the two spouses is what will be given to the survivor. However, now think about it. If you're losing half of your social security, essentially, and if your pension didn't have a survivorship, that's a lot of income that could be getting lost each year. But as we go into retirement, a lot of people we see still have these could be massive life insurance policies that don't make so much sense for them anymore because they've bought them a long time ago and it doesn't necessarily fit their needs anymore. And we can do a lot of different things with these, especially if it has a cash value on it, we could use it to fund different types of strategies um, that better fits their retirement needs. So one of the things that, I mean, Eric, you, you and I have had conversations, done whole segments on divorce and, and gray divorce and the you know rate at which it's increasing. Um, but really, we should probably rethink that because that's going to be more detrimental than I think people realize. Yeah, we actually uh, talked to a gentleman a couple weeks ago and he came into the office and he's like, I'm 77 and I'm thinking about divorcing my wife. And, you know, when we looked at the situation, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you know, they get along and uh, he's like, I just don't want to be married anymore. And, you know, and so we went over, you know, what's going to look like when they split their assets up. And I think I think people think that I'm going to get divorced and I'm going to go out and I'm going to party and I'm going to live it up. But, you know, I mean, at 77 years old, it's kind of hard to start all over again. I got to be I got to say. And so, you know, he said he goes, no, we get along fine. And you cannot believe the amount of people who have been separated from their partner for 10 or 20 years and they're still technically married, but they're completely living separate lives because they realize they're significantly better off financially staying married, even though they can't live with each other. I mean, there's a lot of different situations out there that you run into in the financial planning world. So like I said, when it comes to divorce, you really have to think twice about it because number one, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, socially, or even sometimes financially. And so a lot of times people have to look at that because it will affect a lot of things about your finances. And so, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, when we sit down with someone and they say that, it's kind of surprising to me. We've also um, in the past have sat down with a client, took them on as a couple, and literally months later, they're getting a full-blown divorce. And so, uh, again, it's it's sometimes this comes, um, sometimes we know a little bit about it, and then all of a sudden, sometimes it's just abrupt, and it just happens. They're like, hey, you know, we just decided to get a divorce. But it does 
wreak havoc with this. And we actually have a financial advisor who is certified, a certified divorce specialist. And so um, that's her specialty is just sitting down with married couples and saying, look, how can you move move on financially? That's really the biggest thing that people want to know. It really is. And uh, 800-779-1942 if you'd like to start to get some answers. Um, and avoiding scams. I mean, again, we could dig into that too because really that, that whole cyber world is very susceptible to scams. And the older we get, the more vulnerable we become, I think. Yeah, and the biggest thing is the IRS. The, the IRS, let me just tell you this, they will never call you. Snail mail is the only way that the IRS will contact you, not through email, not through a phone call. You are literally going to get a letter in the mail. That's the one that you respond to. Not any emails, not any phone calls. Sure. And again, it's generally certified mail, isn't it? I mean, just so it you could know. be. Yeah. Yeah. All of mine have been. Yeah. Mine, <laughs> mine too. <laughs> they want to get your attention. And, I'm and sure it does. A, I'm sure they have a pretty good deal with the postal office too. So yeah. <laughs> probably so. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and call this. Uh, let's call this segment done. Let's uh, invite folks to call. Come on in, sit down and have the conversation. Sounds good, Steve. Whether you currently have an advisor or have never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next five callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Hey, that sounds fantastic, folks. Take advantage of what we're offering here today, that opportunity to come on in, sit down, get that financial roadmap put together once and for all. Eric and the team are there for you to take what's complicated and make it something that's clear and easy to understand. Your chance to get a true practical financial review. And if you're listening, then give us a call. 800-779-1942. Five callers right now will get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, you'll walk out the door with that roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, it's beginning to feel like the worst of the pandemic is behind us. In moving forward, some of the old retirement rules need a bit of a revision. When we come back, new rules for your post-pandemic retirement plan. Stay tuned. We're back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney, Joseph Lanza, and consumer advocate Steve Siddall having a great conversation here. And uh, Eric, you said you guys are staying really busy as the uh, we sort of kick off the summer here. Um, so all your offices, Bonita Springs, Cape Coral, Punta Gorda, you're uh, bouncing between them all? We are. I mean, Autumn's got us, you know, on lockdown with a schedule, so we know exactly where we need to be, when we need to be there. And, um, and then this summer, we're going to be, you know, kind of maintaining all of our clients' accounts too. I mean, we regularly maintain, monitor, and manage them. And what we're gonna do this summer is really go back to the basics, really reaching out to every single client, making sure that they have everything that they need. And uh, I anticipate a very busy summer, but I anticipate once September, October rolls around, we're gonna be even busier than ever all the way up until Christmas. And so the bottom line is, is that people, again, are, are really getting curious about their retirement. And a lot of people, you know, here's the funny thing about retirement planning is, we get very busy in our lives. And so what happens is we put money away, we put money away, we have really good intentions for our money, but it goes on the back burner, especially we're in our, in our 40s and early 50s. But as we get more towards retirement, our personal retirement becomes a little more in focus because now our children are off to college, um, our parents are taking care of themselves a little bit more. And now we have to realize that, oh shoot, I got this thing called retirement coming down the road and I really need to be prepared. And so a lot of times people kind of look at their statements, but as they get closer, they really say, look, 
when they call our office, they're like, okay, Eric, we can't screw around anymore. And I think that that's a, a very good um, uh, blessing towards us. And it's also a nice compliment that we get. And I'm not worried about being the most popular retirement uh, planning office, but I want to be the most you know, ethical one and the most respected. I mean, that's important to us. And so when people realize that we put them through a process, they realize that's what I want. That's something that I haven't had. And so that they want to know that we're breaking down their retirement. We're also re-explaining it to them the exact way that they want it. This is my lifestyle. This is what I want to spend. This is what I've become accustomed to. Is this sustainable or not? And a, a client that would not be a good fit for us is someone who just wants to fork over their money, say, here, get me the best rate of return you can, and I really don't want to do any financial planning. I don't want to put any effort into this. That's not going to be a good fit for us, and that's where we're going to ask you to go somewhere else. Believe me, there's a 100 financial planning firms that would love to take over your money, any amount of money, not do any financial planning, not service it, just Give it to a third-party money manager and say, here, whatever happens, happens. And so with us, that's not what we want. We want to put you through a process so that there's accountability. You have some kind of, hopefully, sustainability with your financial plan. But you also understand where you stand with your advisor. And there's a lot of people that don't have that. And so, again, this year is going to be no different than the other years. Planning is going to be at the forefront. And with that plan, we, we obviously have to adjust to things that are going on, how things are being influenced from an inflation standpoint to a, to a savings standpoint. And we're talking about rules that need to be revised. Do we need to look at that whole savings thing in terms of what should be our number one priority? Yeah, I think we need to look at everything. And, you know, there's a lot of people that will come in and I'll say, look, you're going to be okay. But I will say this. If you had come in in another two or three years, you wouldn't have the options that you have right now. And these are people who are really crouching up to retirement age. And so when they come in, I'm like, look, you have enough time. And I'm not like trying to scare anyone because believe me, enough people have come in the office and I say, look, we're going to get to work for you, but you're going to be in good shape. But there's other people that I say, look, you're going to you more than likely you're going to be okay but we need to get to work now but in two or three years your situation wouldn't have been anything like this and it just lets them know that that was a good decision for you to be able to come in and talk to us because for a lot of people the hardest part is picking up the phone and so the hardest part a lot of times is actually just coming to that first meeting and and because a lot of people don't want to know what you're going to say to them so again, it, it's just, you know, savings all the way up to retirement and even after that is critical. And one of the things that we have to do is, uh, so let's talk debt. I mean, so savings versus debt, how, where do we put the emphasis? Number one priority should always be the high interest debt. So we're talking about credit cards here, or we really, we're starting to see mortgage rates rise up a, a bit as well, getting close to 6% on the 30 year. So when we start looking at high interest debt, that's going to become more of a priority than actually saving for retirement. Because if we put that on the back burner and just focus on saving for retirement, um, a lot of times that high interest debt is going to start compounding and not do very well for you in retirement. That's going to grow faster than um, the investments in your savings plans at, at, at some point. So um, definitely want to put the high interest rate debt first on your priority list. Um, and then one thing we want to make sure of when we're saving for retirement, though, at least get the match in your 401k. If you're not, then you're pretty much leaving money on the table from your employer. So a lot of employers offer that match. You have to contribute whatever that amount is, and then they will contribute it as well. Do that, of, of course, but also make sure that that high interest rate debt, if you have any, is a number one priority. Well, and again, the way uh, the, the inflation rate is today, that especially if you've got any kind of variable rate and credit cards uh, automatically do that. I mean, those interest rates are going to go up. That's just going to be more detrimental to you. Yeah, we definitely want to take care of it now when you can't, especially when you're still working. You don't want to go into retirement with large amounts of credit card debt, right? Because even if you have a large 401k, it's like, well, you still have large amounts of credit card debt. You know, pay it off while you still have the income coming in and just, you know, get rid of it. Sure. 800-779-1942. That's the number to call. And uh, so let's talk about our house. Uh, that generally is our, our biggest investment, our biggest asset. And uh, how, how do we approach that after the pandemic? 
you know, there's a lot of people who um, still have a mortgage and they're like, I want to pay off my mortgage. But I mean, honestly, if their mortgage is at like two and a half percent, why would you do that? Um, it's basically saying I can't do any better anywhere else and I want to pay it down. I mean, if your mortgage is controllable and affordable and, you know, you can take some of that mortgage into retirement. I mean, we've done that for a lot. We put it in the financial plan. We'll say, look, you're going to be retired for five more years. You still have a mortgage. This is what it looks like. And believe me, at the beginning of that loan, you want to pay that more that down in the beginning rather than at the end because in the beginning if you really take a look at an amortization schedule and a lot of people don't understand how this happens but you're really front-loading all that interest so by you paying down that house more in the beginning that's when you're actually staving off all that interest that you're paying off at the very end you're just paying off principal and so you know like I said when you hyper focus on paying that off if you have a very low interest rate I wouldn't worry about that the other thing that I can say is there's a lot of people that really have very expensive homes, also have a very expensive lifestyle, and they're starting to consider their home as an asset in retirement. And they're saying, look, you know what? I, I don't necessarily have to leave this to my kids. What are my other options? And so I think, you know, I never really cared about reverse mortgages, but just like any other products, they've gotten significantly better over the years and they're more advantageous to you while you're still living. So I think that there's gonna be a lot of people that are going to start to consider a reverse mortgage in the future. And again, when I ran the numbers with them five and 10 years ago, it was a horrible deal. Now we're starting to run the numbers and they kind of start to make sense, especially if you don't care what happens to your home afterwards. So again, um, you have to take a look at the living benefits of these and really, how does your property or your house play a role in your retirement plan? All right, that that makes sense as well. Let me uh, talk to you about stocks because we, you know the market's been anything but uh, normal, I guess. But I guess the market does what it does. But so the older I get, the fewer stocks I should carry. I think that it's it's a good rule of thumb. Over time, people over exaggerate it a lot, where they feel like when they get in retirement they instantly have to have 80% of their portfolio in bonds because they are safer. When in reality, just like you were talking about before, Steve, with inflation as high as it is today, and about you know about every one in three Americans that are over 65 years old are living past the age 90, we, our money has to last us a very long time. And we're seeing high inflation. So with bonds being as conservative as, as they are, and conservative meaning going down in this year especially, um, lasting that long period of time at a conservative rate, inflation could possibly outperform bonds, and meaning your money is losing to inflation itself. It's not even keeping up pace. Well, let's, let's face it. I mean, most retirees out there don't even understand their asset allocation. I mean, they're, you know, they don't understand what bonds they own. They don't understand what stocks they own. They don't understand how a mutual fund works or, or, or an exchange traded fund. So they just think, oh, you know, stocks is aggressive. That's not necessarily true. And I'll tell you, I mean, with interest rates, the way that they're going up and bonds going down, that's going to actually naturally inflate stocks. That's typically what happens. And so what happens is, is the bond market becomes almost uninvestable and it forces people from the bond market to actually go into the stock market. And maybe it's just a simple dividend paying stock, but that's where a lot of that money is going to end up. And so, and, 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 you know, whether it's for a year, two years or three years, we don't know. But the bottom line is that after all this turmoil with rising interest rates, inflation, bond yields, there's a lot of tumultuous activity but what's going to come out of that is actually going to be stocks i mean all there's uh, jeremy siegel he's a wharton educated economist i mean he's even saying in the long haul stocks are what's going to come out of the, all of this and so again your asset allocation we've talked about this many times on the radio show but this the the asset allocation is by far the most critical part of your portfolio folks if that's something that's of interest to you Now's a great time to call. Whether you currently have an advisor or have never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next five callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. 
We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. 800-779-1942. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but you'll walk out the door with a roadmap that can help guide you to help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. Coming up on Wealth Works Radio, there's a number of reasons not all spouses retire at the same time. One thing is certain, it still requires planning and coordination. When we come back, one spouse retires, what happens next? We're back on WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric Carney is here. Eric's president of Retirement Wealth. Joseph Lanz is here. He's a fiduciary independent along with Eric. Joseph, you have been uh, basically um, running behind Eric for a few years now. Is that right? Yeah, five years now. Over five years. Wow. Um, Getting to see all different aspects of the business, um, the planning side of it, the wealth management side of it, the, you know, client service side of it everything got to you know have a little taste of each one that way I, I feel like i'm becoming very well versed in each one of those fields um and it just gives me it allows me to service the client how they should be well and you're one of the true floridians i mean you're, you're born and raised there right yeah that's right I'm, I'm pretty rare every time i tell people they're like no where are you really from I'm like, I'm <laughs> exactly. seriously i'm from cape coral florida and yeah. they're like wow and it's like you know it's it's I'm a rare breed, so you know everybody. I, I, I've only met a couple of my of my breed before. So, <laughs> but I do think that brings an interesting insight because you because of your knowledge of the era, your knowledge of of, of you know just the the whole vibe in general. That's really important, I think. Yeah, I mean I, that definitely helps because we work with a lot of clients who have moved down here maybe within the first year or the last two years, and they've moved to Florida from up north, and this is where they're you know going to set their retirement or their snowbirds. And so knowing the area definitely helps people connect with the area more they feel like they're more part of the community um you know when they know the good spots to go sure. go out to eat or oh, yeah you got the best the, the best place to go watch sunsets at you know it's like the little t those little things that really make you feel part of a community you got the inside scoop there man <laughs> yeah, i like to think so i mean yeah. after after living here my whole life i'd hope i'd have something right well, <laughs> I think so. so let's get into this whole couples thing because oftentimes, and I'll ask you, Eric, your experience, do couples often retire at the same time or is there often a lag? Well, there's also, there, there's definitely a significant worry about it. Like, you know, you, you have to rem remember that, you know, we've worked separately all day and now we're going to be spending 24 seven with each other. And that's a really big deal. Um, you know, Chris Rock actually jokes about this all the time. He's like, you know, he's like, my parents went to work from eight to five, never talked to each other until they got home at night. And he's like, that's when you could talk about your whole day. He's like, you know, now my wife won't talk to me if I don't like something on her Facebook page for two weeks. <laughs> so, you know, there's just, there's instant communication anymore where, you know, we, we are, you know, talking to each other all day. Then we're spending time with each other at night. And then I know a lot of couples that work together, you know, they work together doing real estate, financial planning, whatever it is. And mm -hmm. they're just around each other all day and all night. But there's a lot of people who also have traveled. And for one of my clients, he traveled about 35 weeks of the year. And he's like, oh, man, like when I come home, it's kind of fun. We have fun together. Now that I'm retiring, I don't really know how it's going to work. And so there's a lot of couples that do worry about that a little bit because you really are going to have to find something to do in retirement. You need a hobby. You need something to do because let me tell you something. Everybody comes down here for the golfing and the beaches and the boating. But after a while, even that gets old. And a lot of people say, I just played three weeks of golf. I'm kind of all caught up mentally from golf. <laughs> you know, not that I'm done with it, but I can't do it every day. I need something else to do. So this is where, again, you've got to figure that out. But there's a lot of things that you can prepare financially to be able to get ready for that as well. Well, that comes down to budget. And I know that's a you know nasty word for some folks, but it's a, it's a reality we have to face. 
Yeah, I mean, it's your lifestyle expenses. So basically, you know, we got rid of the word budget. We moved into lifestyle expenses. It's a marketing tool, but people I like, like it, it, though. They, <laughs> they do like it. I mean, I've, I've talked to other people about that, and they think it's the great, oh, well, that makes sense. Right, right, exactly <laughs> right. It's like, okay, you know, how much does our lifestyle cost? They like that. So it's kind of like the, the, the budget is just something where people think that, I don't know, it's kind of strange where when we ask people what their budget is, they think that we're going to constrain them, right? Like sure. we're, we're going to say, okay, this is your budget and we're going to dole out a monthly income. That's not it. I just want to know how much you're spending, you know, and believe me, the one thing about financial planning is we are not here to change your lifestyle. A financial planning is actually supposed to be assisting you in your lifestyle and complementing your lifestyle. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, I don't care how much you spend. I just want to know that you can spend that, keep up with inflation, pay all of your taxes, and, and, and live the best life that you possibly can. But I want to do that through a financial plan. And so, again, yeah, the budget is a huge, is quite a big deal. And, and so when you talk about lifestyle and you say that that's kind of what your job is, and I never really thought of it that way, but that's true. You help us maintain that lifestyle that we got used to when we were working. Yeah, it's the three M's. It's maintain, monitor, and manage. I mean, that's essentially what we're doing. And we're constantly looking at it and people are like, you know, how often do you do this? I'm like, every single day. I mean, that, that's really what we do. We're either sitting in front of clients or we're in the back um, the, the back office, you know, making sure that everybody's, you know, in a good position. I mean, that that's through financial planning, the financial plans, the income plans are consistently updated because when the markets change or things get tumultuous or inflation, you know, rears its ugly head, we have to be prepared for that. So there's a lot of times where we want to have a game plan for each individual client because everyone's situation is significantly different. Well, when you talk about that, you know, people are retiring and, you know, maybe one of them wants to go play golf and the other one wants to get involved in something else. I mean, you know, both could be pricey hobbies. Yeah, I think, well, one thing that I think people have a misconception about sometimes is you hear the rule of thumb of like, oh, 70% wage replacement. That's what they call it, wage replacement ratio. Meaning, you know, when I retire, if I'm making a hundred grand now while I'm working, I'm only going to spend 70 grand in retirement. Well, why? You really have to break down your expenses. Everybody is different. So what is, what's that extra 30 grand that you're spending while you're working that you're not going to be spending now? Because like you said, golf is an expensive hobby. I know fueling your boat right now is an expensive hobby. So it's, it's not cheap. And a lot of times we even see people who have increased expenses in retirement. So, you know, you need to, one of the smartest things you could do is make a list of everything, all the things you want to do in retirement, if you can, while you're still working and the things that you also want to get done, maybe any type of renovations, or if you've been waiting to get a procedure at a certain point, and you know how much you know roughly it's going to cost. See what those costs are going to be, and really think about your expenses. What is causing your expenses to be so much higher while you're working than what you think they'll be when you're retired? Because I assure you, I see a lot of times where people they come in and their their expenses while they're working are going to be pretty on par with what they're going to be in retirement as well. Not much changes in the budget wise goes just because they're they're not working anymore. If anything, it goes up. They're, they have more free time on their hands. They're, they're, you know, going out more, spending more money on dinners out, having new hobbies, golfing, boating, you name it. And again, where, where does social security fit into this picture? And I know we don't talk a lot about social security here, but, the, but it certainly is a cornerstone for many people's retirement. Yeah, I mean, especially for married couples as well, you have to think, look at things like the spousal benefits that you can get from social security, when to take social security. So, it's different for a lot of people, you know, people have pensions that can come into play before Social Security and it makes delaying that Social Security a lot easier because they have the pension that's coming and helping them supplement their income and then they can delay their Social Security and that causes Social Security to be higher because we are delaying it. Well, the other thing is, is that down in Florida, I mean, among other areas, but I mean, the age differences can be significant. And so a lot of times if there's a 10 or 12 year uh, age difference, we have to factor that in too. And there's a lot of times, you know, especially if, if it's a female, because from statistical points of view, uh, the female is going to live significantly longer than the male, especially if they are 10 to 12 years long, uh, younger. So we've got to factor those in. And that's where the income plan comes into play because social securities are uh, incorporated into the income plan. And so people really like that because we are visual 
visual beings. I mean, that's what we'd like to see is something visually in front of us. So a lot of times when we plan for that, I think that that's a, a, a critical part of the initial uh, income plan. Sure. And um, once we th then let's talk about health insurance. I mean, I know we get to 65, we've got Medicare, but there are other things to consider as well. Uh, just, I mean, how do you how do you put that Medicare together? And then what about long term care? Yeah, so Medicare is something that we kind of, I didn't really know much about, you know, five or 10 years ago. And then all of a sudden, it kind of got to be a part of our practice where we really had to start to pay attention to. We actually do now have Medicare specialists um, that we can contact, and they literally call us right back. And so there's a lot of times where people say, I do have Medicare questions. And we're actually going to be starting our, our classes again at FGCU. And this is one thing that we're going to be incorporating into the class is points about Medicare, because this is pretty critical how you sign up when you sign up and also what benefits you're going to get because Medicare you know it does affect how you can get your prescriptions paid for um, it does affect you know could affect your med, uh, your Social Security so there's a lot of questions that people have about Social Security and about Medicare and then also it lingers into long-term care because Medicare will not morph into long-term care. It's going to cover you for about 90 days, but after that, you're kind of on your own when it comes to long-term care. Sure. 800-779-1942. And um, let's see, we've got, what about conversion, Roth conversion, depending on when one spouse retires? Does that, does that enter into a sort of a, a plan, a, a strategy? Yeah, for sure. Especially because if one spouse retires, what that means is, let's say you have half the income coming in than what you used to. What that rings a bell for in Eric's and I's head is, oh, we're going to be in a lower tax bracket. Because when you do Roth conversions, that money that you're converting is taxable. So if they're going to be in a lower tax bracket and we can maybe fill up that next tax bracket with a conversion and converting their money into tax-free, that's a great strategy to have. Not to mention also the spousal IRA or even with spousal IRA or spousal Roth IRA is very crucial. A lot of people count out the last few years of, well, if somebody, if a spouse is working and the other spouse is retired, that other spouse, the retired spouse, can still contribute to their IRA or Roth IRA. Folks, if uh, we've piqued your interest on that, make sure to give us a call. Get on the calendar. There's still some openings available. Whether you currently have an advisor or have never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next five callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. 800-779-1942. Five callers right now get that comprehensive review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, you'll have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Coming up next on WealthWorks Radio, my favorite part, questions from you and answers from me. Stay tuned. Back on WealthWorks Radio, I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric Carney is here. Eric's president of Retirement Wealth, LLC. He's a writer. He's an author, I should say. Fortune Magazine, you can see some of his work. And uh, Joseph Lanz is here. Joseph uh, is a fiduciary, independent as well. Sits alongside uh, Eric. And uh, so let's see, you, you talked about bringing back the classes, Eric. That's kind of an exciting thing. Yeah, I, it, it's been Wow. I mean, it's been a long time since I've taught one. And uh, so, yeah, we kind of revamped the whole class. We're, we're going to go back. We're going to shorten it up a little bit. Um, we've kind of been thinking about going from a two night down to a one night. And so basically what we're squeezing in is all the cliff notes and, and the, like the high priority stuff that people really want to know about. We used to talk about what are you going to do after retirement, you know, like socially, mentally, physically. I think that that part is still important because I really do believe that you do have to get prepared other than just financially for retirement. But 
for the sake of time, um, I, I think there's so many more important areas of financial planning. Uh, behavioral finance was actually introduced into the class, which we've never had before. And I actually think that behavioral finance, especially with the last couple of years with COVID, post-COVID, pre-COVID, um, all the volatility, inflation and everything, I think now people are starting to get more focused on that. And to be honest with you, you know, I've been teaching this class for a long time and nobody cared about inflation. And I was like, I would go through the inflation part and people would be like, who cares? Right. I mean, I could just feel sure, that aura in the, in the room. But now all of a sudden that it's at eight and a half percent, people are paying attention. Well, you know, so I don't know. It's just funny. Like we've been preaching inflation since 2001. Nobody cared. Right. It was either. It was either at nil or it was at two and a half percent, maybe three percent some years, but it was never an issue. But we still factored it into the financial plan. So for our clients that we've been doing long term financial planning for inflation, when it spikes is not a big deal. I couldn't care less where inflation is right now. It's not affecting me. Right. But I've also planned for it in the past. You're kind of banking all the years. So think about that. Like a year where there's 0% inflation, but yet we we factored in 2.5% in your portfolio. And so we have to think about that. So when inflation comes up to be, you know, 8.5% one year, it's not a big deal. Right. <laughs> I like that because for a lot of folks, they think, well, how, how can it not be a big deal? How am I going to live? But the money that we need right now is is safe, is taken care of, and yeah, we don't and have to worry about it. Right. And we think very short term. That is a big issue that human beings have. Right. We we can't think long term. We think, well, I just paid five dollars a gallon for gas. All right. Well, that, that's going to be short term. Um, and, you know, it's not going to be forever. And so we have to think again. I mean, as financial planners, we think three to five years out. And a lot of people aren't capably mentally capable of, of doing that. Sure. And uh, all right. Well, let's let's jump into a couple of these questions here before we run out of time. Uh, Lisa is up first. She's in Marco Island and uh, says, we have a corporation. My husband and I are president and secretary. My daughter works for us, too. I'm 62 and I want to maximize my retirement. Should I file at 70 or 72? Also, should I uh, up my income or can I just up the amount I pay in taxes? She seems confused. I mean, right. I mean, there's a lot going on right here. And this is actually where a financial plan and also incorporating a strategic CPA comes in. And believe it or not, a lot of times people have had a business for a very long time. And when I ask them, do you work with a strategic CPA? They're like, eh, not really. They just kind of like record history and they just, you know, basically put in all the numbers of what we've done in the past. What you need is you need a forward thinking CPA who can say, look, you've got these problems coming down the pike because how many times have I sat down with somebody who's 68 or 69 years old, they're a brand new client, they're frustrated because their tax situation is just almost irreparable and it's only mounting, it's getting bigger and bigger. And so they're like, Eric, I, I need to do something. And I'm like, yeah, you need a good financial advisor. You need a, in a financial plan and an income plan, but you also need a, a, a CPA who can in incorporate a strategy. And so, like I said, Lisa, you've got a lot of moving parts. You also have a lot of options. Um, so you really have to sit and, and take a look at this. This is not something that you can answer over a five minute conversation. I mean, this is uh, planning from CPAs uh, and then uh, CPAs and also CFPs. And so the thing is, is that you need different people from different professions that are going to step in and actually collaborate with you to create the best thing that they can do for you. Eric, is there such a thing as a forward thinking CPA? I mean, I know that we, we often talk about the, them in the past. Yeah, Northrop Financial, they're out of Fort Myers. Uh, fantastic job. I mean, this group is all about strategic planning, and they typically work with a more affluent client. And I mean, that's really their forte. Mm -hmm. And they've gotten so busy that, like, I literally have to cram people in there. You know, it's kind of like they're doing me a favor to get them in. But, you know, when you finally find a good strategic CPA, it changes your whole situation. And so there's a lot of people who have a lot more questions, but here's the, here's the bottom line. 
people get so frustrated because they don't get answers that they end up doing nothing. They're like, ah, forget it. Like, I'm just going to, you know, wing it. You can't wing it. When you have a business and it's set up and there's a lot of moving parts and you've got family involved in it, you've got to have a team that's surrounding you. So a lot of people, again, are out there in a financial no man's land. You've got to do something about that. So in Lisa's case, she talks about filing for Social Security at 70 or 72. There's no point at 72, is there? No, none. File at 70. I mean, that's when you're going to get the max and, and you can make all the money that you want in the world. But sure. like I said, 72 is irrelevant. Now you're talking about required minimum distributions, which people get you know messed up about. But yeah, definitely file at 70. But again, get a hold of us and we'll set you up with a strategic CPA and go from there. 800-779-1942, Lisa, if you'd like to get in uh, on the action. Uh, Jeremy is in Cape Coral, is wondering, he says, I'm 51 years old, my wife is 52, we don't have a retirement plan. Now that our son is through college, we're thinking about our financial future. Now, we don't have a retirement plan, but have three life insurance policies with a total cash value of about 160000 Should we remove some or all of that cash and invest in a Roth IRA? How should we begin saving for retirement? Well, the first thing we need to do if you're going to use some of that uh, life insurance policies is we need to do a life insurance analysis on you, right? To see, are those policies and those amounts of the death benefits still relevant to what you need today? And this is like what we were talking about earlier. If they're not, then we really can use some of that money in order to start funding your retirement. And then we'd start to put together a plan and starting at the Roth IRAs is a great, is a great start. That's exactly where we would start. You want to take advantage of those as well. So we want to build this plan to see, okay, based on your current lifestyle, how many more years do you have to work to in order to keep your current lifestyle afloat in retirement? So starting with the Roths is definitely a good idea. Um, and that's that's kind of a really building the plan and seeing if we can use those life insurance policies is the beginning of you know saving for retirement, is having a plan, not just saying, I'm going to pull all this money out, put it in a Roth, and, and be done with it. There's my retirement. We got to make sure that we're putting away enough each year in order to keep that your you know your current lifestyle afloat. Okay, fair enough. Eight hundred seven seven nine one nine four two. Jeremy, let's see. We got time for one more. Let's go to Karen in Boca Grande. Uh, she says my husband wants to get a hundred thousand dollar home equity line of credit at four and a half percent interest and use the cash to max out both of our four hundred one k contributions over the next three years. He said we can earn more than four and a half percent in the four hundred one k, and we can also deduct the interest from the loan on our taxes. I don't feel good about this idea. Do you? Neither do we. <laughs> no, don't call us. Please do not call us. I mean, huge no-no. I mean, yeah, it's... As far as the taxes go, too, you can only deduct those taxes if they're used for home repair. So once they find out that you're investing that money and not getting a new kitchen... You know, it's not going to look too. You're not. It's not like you're putting that money back into the house. I see. You're using so, it completely separately. You're not going to get those tax deductions on the interest, even. But yeah. other than that, you know, the bigger picture is, please do not take out. No. <laughs> please do not take out home equity lines of credit and and invest them, hoping you'll get a higher amount of interest. You that know. just doesn't seem the right way to go. No, I mean any fiduciary that has. Uh, you know, any ethical procedures to them is going to say absolutely not. I mean, it's just, just not a good decision at all. But, okay. you know, there, there you might have some other options. You know, I don't know what they are. But, you know, and this kind of goes into where people kind of overpay on their home for a very long time instead of like socking money away. This is the situation where you say, look, maybe I shouldn't be hyper focusing on paying off my house. Maybe I really need to consider looking at my retirement. Um, and so again, uh, that financial plan and that income plan are really where it's going to come in. Sure. All right. Well, folks, I, I mean, on that note, we have just zoomed through another hour here. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, invite folks to call one last time. Hey, if out there, thank you so much for listening. If you're interested in a second opinion or a written fully comprehensive financial plan, give us a call today. We're going to take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you're serious about your finances, this is a great opportunity for you. We'll create a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000. Let's give it away absolutely complimentary to the next five callers who have saved at least $500,000 for retirement. And what this will consist of 
is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it out. We're going to run all the reports for you. The fee report, the Morningstar reports, a tax analysis, maybe a volatility analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio and again, without any obligation. If you're interested in your very own income plan, we'll show you proven strategies and techniques to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So again, for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive financial plan, it's over a thousand dollar value. We'll be giving you the way complimentary, no obligation, Call us right now. Fantastic, folks. This is your last opportunity today to take advantage of the offer, get that financial roadmap put together, and a practical financial review. There's no cost. There's no obligation. It's just a phone call away. 800-779-1942 for that comprehensive financial review showing you where you are today, which is important. But even more importantly is you'll have a roadmap, a guide that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Eric, as always, it's one of my favorite hours of the week right here. Is It just goes by so quickly, and I love the information. Thank you, Steve, so much. And everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for the positive feedback. Remember, you only retire once. Let's get it right the first time. Have a great week and an even better retirement. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida. Insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions. 